Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixNation.com. One more time. Back in the saddle. I uh, had a few days off. When, uh, uh, why not? Let's, uh, let's start there. Um, went to Hershey Park, which is in Pennsylvania. Hershey, PA. Um, and just like the name says, it's the Hershey Chocolate Company, etc., and this extravaganza that they have created out there. Um, not so much the touristy stuff, but I, there are a couple points worth mentioning. If you go on some of the, the tours and listen up and kind of go back in what Milton Hershey did back when he, when he, when he quote, founded this thing, he broke ground back in 1903 in the dairy land of Pennsylvania to start a chocolate company. And he used local providers. Now, just going to take a small step sideways and use that as a case. Think about today. And if you wanted to start a chocolate company, where would you go that would be cost-efficient? Would, would the tax policy today even allow it to happen? Would the government who restricts all the food and beverages, etc., let it let it even start, let alone prosper? Could you source enough local things to continue down that path? Would regulation choke you? Would unions get in your way? Question mark. There are a lot of there are a lot of really really interesting notes. I think it's amazing. The word I use is innovation. And innovation and I'll call entrepreneurialism are incredibly related. Incredibly related. It's very, very, very difficult to start an idea into a business if you have too many barriers to stop you that are literally going to kill you before you even start. And it creates a, a, a premise of why try? Why would you do that? Why would you do it knowing you've got to take on this burden of regulation, this burden, you know, just to open doors, you have to go through these hoops. You know, I mean, think about when you were a kid and you opened up a lemonade stand on the corner. You, know, you set up a table, you brewed some, some lemonade, you know, went out there, put up a sign, five cents a glass, and just cranked it out. In a way, business should be that simple, especially a, 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 a neophyte business, this, this little itty-bitty idea of a, of a hot dog stand, of a cupcake, uh, you, know, you know, boutique, this, this little, you know, I'm going to sell some odds and ends. I, th- these little, little ideas, sometimes they, they just explode. You start baking cookies in your kitchen. Next thing you know, you're Mrs. Fields and you're international. You know, you start playing around in your garage with, you know, technology. Next thing you know, you know, you're a Microsoft, you're an Apple, you're things of that nature. You know, Hewlett Packard. You know, some of the greatest, greatest companies on the planet started with just an idea. And then it just became a passion. And through the passion, the idea, and the perseverance, whoosh. But part of it, you know, what if you just regulated technology? And you say, well, you can't do that. Well, you can't, you can't do that on site. No, that's, no, you can't do this. 
if you give people tumor reasons for can'ts, then why try? And that's part of my frustration in this, in, in this day and age. There seems like a lot of no, no, no's as opposed to a lot of reasons to go do it. You're better off working for someone these days than you are starting up your own business. And that's lunacy because one of the things that America brings to the table, this land of opportunity we've always had, this freedom, is you, you're not trapped into that. You don't have to be a worker bee your entire life if you want to, if you choose to. If you want to roll the dice and take a moderate amount of risk, you can go for it and, and try to create your own dream, your brand. Your idea flourishes and you're off to the races. Or maybe it doesn't, but you took your shot. You tried to live out your dream. Because the worst thing in life is never even being able to pursue your dreams. Right? So that was an interesting little, little story. Um, and there's a lot of lessons, life lessons to be learned, I think, from it. You know, Milton Hershey wanted to open today. Could he? How many barriers would just be just incredibly built up right in his way to doing what he wanted to do with regard to parks and hotels and gardens and factories? Uh, it's just mind-numbing, all the regulation he'd have to jump through. But anyway. Let's shift gears a little bit go back to uh, Mr. Trump. He's had a really, really good week in this election of 2016. Um, as we always do, uh, FixNation.com is always looking for solutions to problems as opposed to just the rant and rave. That's not what, what I choose to do. He's had a good week. He's brought some solutions to the forefront. He has talked about issues. He has beat the proverbial drum with regard to what it is he sees as wrong, and what his plan is to go address those things that are wrong. Outstanding, because he needs to stay there. He will absolutely control his own fate. I'm going to say it now, but I'll say it at the very end. He controls his own fate. You can say he's behind the polls here or there. You can do whatever you want to do. You can say he's had a tough couple of weeks going back, but you know what? Here's the, here's the rub of the rub. She is a completely defined politician. What she is is exactly what she is. She's not going to surprise you. She's not going to get creative. And if she were to just grow a brain and get creative, you'd look back on the 30-year history and say she's just pandering and making it up. You couldn't believe it. You couldn't trust it because she has too much water under the bridge. He, on the other hand, being what, in his 14th month of a politician – is brutally unscripted. He is just awkward at times. I give you that. He makes me uncomfortable from time to time in how he deals with things. But that doesn't mean he's wrong. That doesn't mean what he say doesn't have value. And that doesn't mean he's unpresidential. What it does mean is he's growing into the polished politician that you and I are probably more uh, known for, aware of. Uh, we, we don't get rookies, not at this level. We get rookies on a local level. We don't get rookies at the presidential level. Well, he is not a career politician. He is not that. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. He's, he's built things. That's what he does. He, in his own way, solves problems. 
If you want to do business, you got to find a way to get it done. That's what he does. I think it's hysterical that Hillary Clinton beats him, that his products, his ties, etc., are made offshore. If I'm him, I push back real hard on that. Of course I have made offshore. I play by the rules that you and your establishment created. You've proven to us that it's best for businesses to move offshore and ship things back. It's in our best interest that we play by those rules. My belief, Trump, is to change the tax reform so we can bring it back to America and we can bring these jobs back because I want to make them here, but your establishment cronies won't let me because the rules that you guys have established make it more rewarding for me to do it offshore. Now, see how passionate that is and direct? She's the bad guy, not him. She's making the case against herself, and all he has to do is close the loop. And I'm bank me. That is absolutely coming. Bank on it. That being said, he had a speech the other day. And if I can, I'm actually going to read it. It's not very long. But I thought it was extremely well-crafted. See if I can manage my way through this. It's so great to be here tonight. I'm honored to be joined this evening by Governor Scott Walker, Chairman Priebus, and Mayor Giuliani. We are a decisive moment in this election. Last week, I laid out my plan to bring jobs back to this country. Yesterday, I laid out my plan to defeat radical Islamic terrorism. Tonight, I am going to talk to you about how to make our communities safe again from crime and lawlessness. Let me begin by thanking the law enforcement officers here in this city and across the country for their service and sacrifice in difficult times. The violence, riots, and destruction that have taken place in Milwaukee is an assault on the right of all citizens to live in security and peace. Law and order must be restored. It must be restored to this for the sake of all but most especially for the sake of those living in the affected communities. The main victims of these riots are law-abiding African-American citizens living in these neighborhoods. It is their jobs, their homes, their schools, and communities which suffer as a result. There is no, compar- no compassion in tolerating lawless conduct. Crime and violence is an attack on the poor and will never be accepted in a Trump administration. The narrative that has been pushed aggressively for years by our current administration and pushed by my opponent, Hillary Clinton, is a false one. The problem in our poorest communities is not that there are too many police. The problem is that there are not enough police. More law enforcement, more community engagement, more effective policing is what our country needs. Just like Hillary Clinton is against the minors, she is against the police. You know it, and I know it. Those peddling the narrative of cops as a racist force in our society, a narrative supported with a nod by my opponent, share directly in the responsibility for the unrest in Milwaukee and many other places within our country. They have fostered the dangerous anti-police atmosphere in America. Every time we rush to judgment with false facts and narratives, whether in Ferguson or Baltimore, and foment further unrest, we do a direct disservice to poor African-American residents 
who are hurt by the high crime in their communities. During the last 72 hours, while protesters have raged against the police here in Milwaukee, another nine were killed in Chicago, and another 46 were wounded. More than 2,600 people have been shot in Chicago since the beginning of the year, and almost 4,000 killed in President Obama's hometown area since his presidency began. How are we serving these American victims by attacking law enforcement officers? The war on our police must end. It must end now. The war on our police is a war on all peaceful citizens who want to be able to work and live and send their kids to school in safety. Our job is to not make life more comfortable for the rioter, the looter, the violent disruptor. Our job is to make life more comfortable for the African-American parent who wants their kids to be able to safely walk the streets, or the senior citizen waiting for a bus, or the young child walking home from school. For every one violent protester, there are hundreds of moms and dads and kids on that same city block who just want to be able to sleep safely at night. My opponent would rather protect the offender than the victim. Hillary Clinton backed policies are responsible for the problems in the inner cities, and a vote for her would be a vote for another generation of poverty, high crime, and lost opportunities. I care too much about my country to let that happen. We, are, we all care too much about our country to let that happen. Good policing saves lives. My dear friend Rudy Giuliani knows a thing or two about this. The police put into place the policies put into place by Rudy ultimately brought down crime 76% and murder by 84%. Think of how many fab- families were saved, how much heartache was prevented when police were put into communities and criminals were removed. Imagine how many lives could have been saved all across the company, country if Democratic politicians hadn't blocked their, in their cities what Rudy did, Rudy did in New York City. I'll make sure we deliver safe neighborhoods here in Milwaukee and all across the nation. It's easy for Hillary Clinton to turn a blind eye to crime when she has her own private security force. I believe all Americans, not just the powerful, are entitled to security. Hillary Clinton has had her chance. She failed. Now it's time for new leadership. The Hillary Clinton agenda hurts poor people the most. There is no compassion allowing the drug dealers, gang members, and felons to prey on innocent people. It is the first duty of government to keep the innocent safe. And when I am president, I will fight for the safety of every American, and especially those Americans who have not known safety for a very, very long time. I am asking for the vote of every African-American citizen struggling in our country today who wants a different future. It's time for our society to address some honest and very difficult truths. The Democratic Party has failed and betrayed the American community. Democratic crime policies, education policies, and economic policies have produced only more crime, more broken homes, and more poverty. Let us look at the situation right here in Milwaukee, a city run by Democrats for decade after decade. Last year, killings in the city increased 69%, plus another 634 victims of non-fatal shootings. 18- to 29-year-olds accounted for nearly half of the homicide victims. 
the poverty rate here is nearly double the national average. Almost 4 in 10 African-American men in Milwaukee between the ages of 25 and 54 do not have a job. Nearly 4 in 10 single mother households are living in poverty. 55 public schools in the city have been rated as failing to meet expectations, despite $10,000 in funding per pupil. There's only a 60% graduation rate, and it's, only one, and it's one of the worst public school systems in the country. One in five manufacturing jobs has disappeared from Milwaukee since we fully opened our markets to China, and many African-American neighborhoods have borne the brunt of that hit. To every voter in Milwaukee, to every voter living in every inner city and every forgotten stretch of our society, I am running to offer you a better future. The Democratic Party has taken the votes of the African Americans for granted. They've just assumed that you'll get, they'll get your support and done nothing in return for it. It's time to give the Democrats some competition for these votes, and it's time to rebuild the inner cities of America and reject the failed leadership of a rigged political system. I'm not part of the corrupt system. In fact, the corrupt system is trying to stop me. I've been paying my, own, paying my own way. The voters in the Republican Party this year defied the donors, the consultants, the power brokers, and chose a nominee from outside our failed and corrupt and broken. The other party, the Democratic Party, nominated the personification of special interest corruption. The Democratic Party rigged the nomination to give it to Hillary Clinton, thus giving the soul of their party this year to the special interests. I am running to listen to your voice, to hear your cries for help. The quiet voices in our society, not the loudest demonstrators, need to have their demands heard. Jobs, safety, opportunity, fair and equal representation. We reject the bigotry of Hillary Clinton, which panders and talks down to communities of color and sees them only as votes, not as individual human beings worthy of a better future. She doesn't care at all about the hurting of people of this country or the suffering that she has caused them. The African-American community has been taken for granted for decades by the Democrat Party. It's time to break with the failures of the past. I want to offer Americans a new future. It is time for rule by the people, not rule by special interests. Every insider getting rich off our broken system is throwing money at Hillary Clinton, the hedge fund managers, the Wall Street investors, the professional political class. It's the powerful protecting the powerful. Insiders fighting for insiders. I'm fighting for you. When we talk about the insider, who are we talking about? It's the comfortable politicians looking out for their own interests. It's the lobbyists who know how to insert that perfect loophole into every bill. It's the financial industry knows how to regulate their competition out of existence. The insiders also include the media executives, anchors, and journalists in Washington, Los Angeles, and New York City who are part of the same failed status quo and want nothing to change. Every day you pick up a newspaper or turn on the nightly news and hear about how some banker or some Washington insider says they oppose our campaign or some encrusted old politician 
says the, uh, they oppose our campaign, or some big-time lobbyist says they oppose our campaign, I wear their opposition as a badge of honor. Think of it as I, it means I am fighting the real change, not just partisan change. I am fighting, all of us across the country are fighting, for peaceful regime change in our country. The media donor political complex that's bled this country dry has to be replaced with a new government of, by, and for the people. The leadership class in Washington, D.C., of which Hillary Clinton has been a member for 30 years, has abandoned the people of this country. I am going to give the people their voice back. Think about it. The people opposing our campaign are the same people who have left our borders open and let innocent people suffer as a result. The people opposing our campaign are the same people who have led us into disastrous foreign war after another. The people opposing our campaign are the same people who lied to us about one trade deal after another. Aren't you tired of a system that gets rich at your expense? Aren't you tired of big media, big business, and big donors rigging the system to keep your voice from being heard? Are you ready for change? Are you ready for the leadership that puts you, the American people, first? That puts your country first? That puts your family first? Let's talk about what that, this means for the inner cities of America. It's time to break through the television noise, the entrenched interests. I understand that a lot of powerful people in political system, a lot of people who created our problems, will lose a lot of their contracts and their special gigs if African-American voters and all minority voters support my campaign. It's time to stop making the special interests rich. It's time to make America people rich. I'm going to make America wealthy again. The Democratic Party has run every inner city in this country for 50 years and run them into financial ruin. They've ruined the schools. They've driven out the jobs. They've tolerated a level of crime no American should consider acceptable. Violent crime has risen 17% in America's 50 largest cities last year. Killing of police officers this year is up nearly 50%. Homicides are up more than 60% in Baltimore. They're up more than 50% in Washington, D.C., this is future offered by Hillary Clinton. More poverty, more crime, and more of the same. The future she offers is the most pessimistic thing I can possibly imagine. Time for a different future. Here is what I'm proposing. First, on immigration, no community in this country has been hurt worse by Hillary Clinton's immigration policies than the African-American community. Now she is proposing to print instant work permits for millions of illegal immigrants, taking jobs directly from low-income Americans. I will secure our border, protect our border, protect our workers, and improve jobs and wages in your community. We will only invite people to join our country who share our tolerant values, who support our Constitution, and who love all of our people. On trade, I'm going to renegotiate NAFTA, stand up to China, withdraw from the TPP, 
and protect every last American job. On taxes, I'm going to give a massive tax cut to every worker and small business in this country, bring thousands of new companies and millions of new jobs into our sh- onto our shores, and make it very difficult for new businesses to leave. I'm going to reform our regulations so jobs stay in America and so businesses, new businesses come to America to hire workers right here in Milwaukee. Every policy my opponent has sends jobs overseas. I'm going to bring trillions in new wealth back to the United States. On education, it is time to have school choice, merit pay for teachers, and to end the tenure policies that hurt good teachers and reward bad teachers. We are going to put students and parents first. Hillary Clinton would deny opportunities to millions of young African-American children just so she can curry favor with the education bureaucracy. I'm going to allow charter schools to thrive and help young kids get on the American ladder of success, a good education, and a good-paying job. On crime, I'm going to support more police in our communities, appoint the best prosecutors and judges in the country, pursue strong enforcement of federal laws, and I'm going to break up the gangs, the cartels, and the criminal syndicates terrorizing our neighborhoods. To every lawbreaker hurting innocent people in this country, I say your free reign will soon come to a crashing end. On health care, we are going to get rid of Obamacare, which has caused soaring double-digit premium increases, and give choice to patients and consumers. Aetna just today announced they are dropping out, as are many of the major insurance companies. On government corruption, I'm going to restore honor to our government. We've seen the corruption of Hillary Clinton, the mass email deletions, the pay-for-play at the State Department for profiteering, the favors given to foreign corporations and governments at your expense. We've seen a former Secretary of State lie to Congress about her illegal email scheme, risk innocent American lives, and bring dishonor onto our government. In my administration, I am going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. I'm going to forbid senior officials from trading favors for cash by preventing them from collecting lavish speaking fees through their spouses when they serve. I'm going to ask my senior officials to sign an agreement not to accept speaking fees from corporations with a registered lobbyist for five years after leaving office or from any entity tied to a foreign government. This is all just the beginning. We are going to make this government of the people once again. This is our chance to take back power from all the people who have taken it from you. The reason you are the establishment You see, the establishment media lining up behind my opponent is because they are scared that you, with your vote, can take away their power and return it to your family and community. These are tough times, but I know that we can make America greater than ever before. To do this, we are going to need a fighter in the White House. I will be your fighter. To defeat crime and radical Islamic terrorism in our country, to win trade In our country, you need tremendous physical and mental strength and stamina. Hillary Clinton doesn't have the strength and stamina. She cannot win for you. More importantly, she has bad judgment. Bad judgment on terrorism, bad judgment on foreign policy, bad judgment on trade. 
the only individuals she's ever delivered for, for is her donors, not the people. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. My opponent asks her supporters to repeat three-word pledge. Her pledge reads, I'm with her. I choose to recite a different pledge. My pledge reads, I'm with you, the American people. I will fight to ensure that every American is treated equally, protected equally, honored equally. We will reject bigotry and hatred and oppression in all of our forms and seek a new future of security, prosperity, and opportunity, a future built in our common culture and values as one American people. I am asking for your vote so I can be your champion in the White House. We will once again be a country of the law and order and a country of great success. To every parent who dreams for their children and to every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I'm with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you and God bless Donald J. Trump. That is a wonderful speech from the heart. And it's for every American. Please share those words. It's critical. If he sticks to the message, if he sticks to things like this, Donald Trump will be our next president. Because this is what America needs. Thank you for tuning in. Share as always. This is FixNation.com. Bring us solutions, not problems. God bless. Have a great day.